0: Hey listeners, Michelle here. Just a note that we had some pesky microphone troubles in the first five minutes of this episode. After that, it's pretty smooth sailing, so please stick with us. Okay. Welcome to episode 15 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder.
1: And I am Jacob Miracle.
0: And as we once promised and lied to you, we have come back now with the truth. We have a guest with us today. Please welcome... Director Mary Jean Jacobowski. Hello, Mary Jean.
2: Good morning.
0: This is uh, morning. this feels very familiar. This moment. It really, it really
2: does. It's like déjà vu. Or <laughs> yeah, something. It it's
1: like we were only here a little over a week ago. Ah,
2: uh, something like that.
0: I want you to know that for the whole week we just came down here and repeatedly practiced saving so that. We won't lose it again.
1: I wish, wish we spent a little more time setting up mics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been very <laughs> Or maybe
0: we did it on purpose because we just wanted to hang
2: out with you again. So. I take nothing personal, <laughs> but I am flattered that you'd like to hang out with Thank me. Thank you okay. so
0: much for being here. So for everyone who's listening who might not know, Mary Jean is the director of all of the Erie County libraries. And we wanted to um, kind of kick off Women's History Month. And I thought, you know, it's even more appropriate that we do it the, the second week in March because actually in 1981, Congress um, established National Women's History Week and it was to be commemorated on the second week of March. So it's, it's, it's appropriate in a way. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. Oh. Before they, Before we were given a whole month, we were given the second week of merch, and <laughs> we accepted this for a while. You know, you gotta you gotta take it as a roll. i random. Tend to compromise. Yeah, that's right. They know how to do it. Um, but we thought it would be great to have you because you know you are uh, a woman of power in the in the area in the library. No, it's it's <laughs> just making a face, but it's totally true. Um, And so a couple things I wanted to mention, Mary Jean has been on the Western New York's Power, the most 100 influential women um, in Western New York. This is collected by Buffalo Business First, the editors and reporters. They rank the 100 most influential women. And you've been on that list a few times now, correct?
2: I've been on a few years, yes. I want to get on that list. What do I got to do? You know what, Michelle? If (laughs) you can figure that out, you win the prize, absolutely. (laughs) And I think that all women are deserving to be on that list.
0: You are also a Buffalo's Women of Influence honoree, and that's been a few times now too,
2: correct? It has, and I have been very honored and humbled to have been selected for such a prestigious local award. It's just really, um, it's something that, you know, comes as a surprise, and um, I'm honored, but I always have to say that when I'm honored, it's really honoring this great institution and everyone who works here, because I don't do what I do without everyone else who's working here. Y- you know, they're the ones who, you are all the ones who See, make us look
0: great. Right there is a sign of a good leader, someone who gives credit to the it's employees. The,
2: it's the honest truth.
0: Okay, so you ended up... Uh, in the library, and I guess first I wanted to know, was there a moment in your life that you can kind of remember that, you know, led you to your career choice?
2: Well, I always smile when people ask me that question because, honestly, I never in a million years would have thought that I would have been a librarian. Same. You know, I, have, I actually I have a healthcare background. That's what I started out in. I actually started out being an, a teacher. Uh, oh, wow. and then I switched into healthcare care because at the time education was there was declining enrollment and so I thought well that's not a good career choice at the moment and uh, switched into healthcare. and I had a wonderful and, and many people have heard me tell this story I had a wonderful wonderful director of nursing in the long term care facility that I worked at and she knew that I was looking to get a master's degree in something mm-hmm. and she said to me one time you know I'm going to Retire with dusty old books. You're going to go to the university. Can you find information on the library science program? And I said, sure, not a problem. I'm going to be on campus. I might as well go in and uh, three hours after entering the uh, the library school offices, I was enrolled in library science. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and the rest is and the rest is history. You know, it's it's been 26 <laughs> years, and I, they got me hook, line, and sinker. Oh, and I and I don't look back.
1: It certainly worked out for you. That's. <laughs> You're in a good spot now. That's it's
2: it's been a wonderful experience and I've had some really great opportunities and you know I can I can tell that, you know, to all aspiring librarians or anybody who wants to work in a library, really just have an open mind and take advantage of of anything that you can if, if movement is available advantage of it just say yeah i'll give it a try there's nothing wrong with trying and i'm a firm believer that sometimes we learn by our mistakes and so i i think that even trying something and deciding you know what this really isn't what i expected it to be mm-hmm. that's okay too that's yeah. perfectly fine that's how you
0: move forward yeah definitely I also randomly ended up in the library. I actually moved to Japan to teach. And I figured that when I came home, I would go to school and be a teacher. But, you know, it turned out I I didn't love it in the sense, you know, I didn't think that it was for me, that I was a good fit. So I came home and I was stressed out because I was like, well, now I don't have a plan. What am I going to do? And I was sitting at my best friend's house at her kitchen and she was like you know you really love books and learning like why don't you become a librarian and i was like i never even thought of that so i ended up looking into it and was like oh i love everything that they do
2: so yeah we all kind of randomly and ended and up it's here really uh you know it's really crazy and i and i just have to say because i think both of us have you know maybe said mm-hmm. some things about being you know being teaching but teaching isn't for any, everyone but I think it's for a lot of people, and it's such a wonderful, honorable profession that we don't want to have anybody think that we're saying, don't become a teacher, because that's not the case, and in many ways, and and I think you'll agree with me, uh, Michelle, and Jacob, you as well, that working in a library in any capacity there it absolutely is education so there is a form of teaching that's involved when you're working in a library mm-hmm. and of course libraries are the extensions of the classrooms where the community um, the community hub for lifelong learning uh, so i think there's a lot of components that fall into it it's just it's just a different way of teaching really yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> we like I props to a, teachers it's, it's not like easy a, i have like a different view from it, you guys too because i uh i am not a librarian and i kind of just like fell into um working here at the library because i started you know way back in high school mary Jean, you were the one that hired me all those years ago
2: it is my, <laughs> i agree with that that is the truth so it's i've precious. been
1: so i've been working here for so long and then it was just kind of like yeah you know what I'm, i kind of dig being around books all day you know i get to Put them on the shelf, help people figure, learn some stuff, get to be around. I'm a movie fan too, so the fact that there's a whole bunch of movies and um, audiobooks and stuff and um, CDs to listen to. That Jacob, you're managed. in the right place. We're so I happy am. that you're
2: here. Yeah, absolutely. And glad you, you, glad you stuck around and just made me feel really old. I just want to say that. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. I don't. That's f-
0: not how you kick off Women's History, Jacob. You don't make women feel old. <laughs> I'm
1: just gonna harumph my way through. Just the turn rest your chair. Episode.
0: You just need to face the corner for a while, and we'll, we'll talk. Um, Mary Jean, do you have any memories of when you were much younger and you know just getting into reading for the first time? Maybe a female character that really jumped out at you that you were like, yay, this could be me. You know, for me, it was Matilda by Raoul Dahl that I could look at her and just be like, she's young like me and she's really strong and she's really smart. And I felt very affected by that. Is there anything for you that you can think of?
2: Well, certainly Matilda would would absolutely jump out. Madeline jumps out to yeah. me as well. Um, you know, I think that there's some um, uh, characters in books. You know, even even in the the children's you know story, "Corduroy," there's there's a female presence in it. So I think we can always you know look back and and point out and you know somebody might say, well, what about you know the fables or the or the fairy tales when you know Goldilocks and the three bears and. You know, there's been a lot of, you know, ha-ha, that's that's funny. Goldilocks wasn't a bright girl. But when you think about it, she was a survivor. She was brave. (laughs) Right? right. So She
0: knew what she wanted. She wasn't settling for less.
2: You're absolutely right. So I think, you know, there's an early form of feminism in in such stories that, you know, you might have to really think about it. Um, But then in other times when you think about it, I don't know, I'd put a great big smile on my face when I think about stuff like that.
0: Oh, yeah. So now I feel that you are so involved in the community and in the library. I mean, the only time I see you is when you are going from one place to another. So do you find that at this point in your life, you still have time to read or watch movies?
2: You know I do, and and I take uh, absolute advantage of books on CD. Uh, you know I'm in my I'm in my car a lot, <laughs> yeah. moving from place to place, as you said, and uh, I I love to listen to books. And I have to tell you, I'm I'm listening to the most fascinating book right now. It's a book called Code Girls, and it's by uh, Lisa Mundy. And I would highly recommend that it. it's it's the hidden story of women code breakers in World War II. Absolutely fascinating, and it also speaks to the history of the WAC program, which was the Women in the Navy uh, program, and it, it's just, you know, I get goosebumps thinking about it because you thought, wow, all of this, and it was so secretive, so no one knew, Yeah. And and today... We should be celebrating those great accomplishments of women of yesteryear. It's just a really, it's an important part of American history. So uh, I would, you know, I recommend that. But I, I really. Um I really do like to listen to listen to books. Um, If I have time, I'm a huge magazine reader. I mean, (laughs) as crazy as it sounds, I think it's because I know I only have a short period of time. I can quickly whip through something and uh, you know and read it. And I I think you just need to have. I think people need to read anything they can get their hands on. Yeah.
1: What's your uh, favorite magazine?
2: Oh, I you know I have a I have a secret hidden. (laughs) People don't talk about their magazines. Embarrassing, (laughs) but but I'll tell you that um, I'll, I'll make it sound classy and say, I really love Time Magazine. Oh, okay. Um, You know, I've always, I was a Newsweek fan um, when Newsweek was really around. Um, But uh, truth be told, uh, my Friday night uh, habit is to sit and read People Magazine. It feels good. Yeah, it's a nice You know, there's something about celebrities grocery shopping. You're like, (laughs) yes. It's it's just light, you know, and after a long week, I'm like, nope, this is my hour. Don't bother me. I'm going to sit and I'm going to read and it's going to be mindless reading. And again, I'm not trying to knock anyone, but it's, you know, what do I care if, if, you know, so-and-so, you know, went to, you know, Starbucks on Friday night? You know, it, it is what it is, but but it's just kind of a fun, quick read for me.
1: Were and you as broken up about Jennifer Aniston and Justin Thoreau, uh, really yeah, were? we
2: just talked about I, this. I have to tell you, I was a little bit surprised about <laughs> it, to be honest with you, but, you know, I look at this and I go, oh, that's yesterday's news. You know, <laughs> and I just move on. <laughs> it's all happening so quickly. Um, but, you know, because of the book that you
0: are currently listening to, Last year, did you happen to read or see the movie that came out, that Hidden Figures?
2: So unfortunately, I have not seen nor read that book. And it's on it's on my list of things to to absolutely get to. And, uh, you know, I've heard really wonderful things about it. I was just, a, I, I know I was telling you this uh, last week, I was just at the, Sp- the Kennedy Space Center. So it was immediately popping in back into my mind, oh, I've got to get to that book. I've got to read this because mm-hmm. just, I mean, I know a lot of it, of course was in Houston, Texas, was the focus of the book. But, you know, the connection in the space program, I think, is just critical. So, um, yeah, it, it, you know, it just kind of pops back in and it's just like I just got to read it, I just got to read it. It was a really moving film, um,
0: especially to see women in this position and working for NASA that I didn't even know about. And especially African-American women.
2: Absolutely.
0: You know, who had such a struggle, nobody wanted to take them seriously, no matter how many difficult problems they solved or quality info that they put out there. It was still such a barrier to be like, just listen to me.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think, you know, sadly, I think uh, that you would agree that there are some of those barriers still today. You know, mm-hmm. there are um, fields that are traditionally quote-unquote male-based fields. And, uh, you know, we here in the library um, do a lot to help break down those barriers. We provide a lot of STEM uh, science, technology, engineering, and math programming, um, specifically, uh, you know, for for girls, and we we do that. Uh, boys are also very welcome to attend, of course, but we do that because we want to introduce these fascinating fields and uh, stop the stereotypes. You know, the stereotypes. You know, all people are intelligent, and they should be given opportunities, and everyone has their own interests, and let's not de- let's not. Just let's squelch those interests. Let's really take those interests and develop them um, to their fullest, you know, capacity. And, and so I think that libraries, you know, can help, you know, children. I think they can help young adults. I think they can help, you know, adults and seniors as well in a whole lot of different ways. But, but I think the lifelong learning capacity is something that we cannot speak uh, enough about because we're here for people. It's a wor- it's a whole a world of possibilities here in their libraries. So,
0: and as being someone who orders you know juvenile materials, I can say that there are a lot more books coming out. Uh, showing kids that you can be whatever you want to be. There is no specific role for Absolutely. your gender, which says a lot about the times.
2: And I think it's really great, you know, that there's so many um, there's so many great um, young adult books as well as children's materials that, that have a strong role for a female character. But what I like even more are those materials that come out that have the equal roles for the male and female character. I think that that really is where society needs to be that's a per- very personalized uh, you know opinion but I think that that having that ability in in reading materials or in movies uh, <clears throat> on television I think that's really important.
0: Yeah, I didn't really think of that. It doesn't have to be like one is more doing more than the other. It's right. just it, like it's,
2: both humans. Absolutely. They're they're simply human beings, right?
0: Okay, so talking more about movies, which I know you don't get to watch a lot of, but is there a particular female actor that you find yourself going back to more and more, someone whose performances, you know, you really enjoy?
2: Absolutely. Well, you know, I have to say, I, I really just watch, a tr- when I do have a chance to watch movies, I watch just a real variety, anything from, um, you know, sci-fi to comedy to, um, you know, Documentaries, but I I really um, see uh, movies with uh, Jodie Foster. Um, I also like to see um, Sandra Bullock on the on the comedic side, Um, and I'm a big Jennifer Lawrence fan. I I just actually saw Red Sparrow. um, Was it good over the weekend? I have to tell you, it was spellbinding is the Uh, way that I would describe it. That's Um, an
1: interesting description.
2: It it really I'll tell you, you didn't know what was going to happen. And um, I saw it with my daughter uh, in New York and we were like literally sitting there. There were times where we were like, oh no. (laughs) And then there were times that you just went, oh my gosh, I can't believe. And, And my daughter would look at me and say, does stuff like that really happen? And I was like, you never know.
1: <laughs> I actually so. read an interview that like they had a U.S. spy that was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's some legitimate stuff in that movie but I, what really goes down."
2: I have to, I have to say that I that I have to believe that you know at least some of it is not just uh, coming out of Hollywood. Uh, I, I, that some of it is true. Uh, it's a good movie. It's based on a book, mm-hmm. uh, which is really you know something I think is important. So now my interest is to uh, go back and find that book and and kind of do that comparison. Did you see her in the movie Winter's Bone? Ooh, I have not seen that movie. Recommend Recommend *Winter's Bone*. Hop right on over to the media room
0: and grab that one. She's fantastic. That was her uh, first
1: big movie too. She got the first Oscar nomination for that one. She's like 19 in it, I think. Really?
2: Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm—I'm. I'm, I hate to say that I'm a you know, a fan of because it sounds kind of morbid, but I I really liked Hunger Games. I liked the books. Somebody uh, turned me on to the books before the movies came out. Yeah, it's good stuff. And again, you know, again, very strong female character. I always uh, say, long live Katniss Everdeen. And uh, you know, I I uh, I think that um, she really shows the strength of women, but also the compassion within women. And I think that that's um, something that's a positive influence on young people today.
0: You know, we mentioned last time that you were here that, you know, kids now have been talking to Congress and stating their views. And some people in the media have been like, oh, where is this coming from, you know, this stance? And it's like, well, they have been coming to the library and reading Hunger Games and Maze Runner and all these other, you know, dystopians where teens rise up and take control and use their voice. So it is not surprising to any of us. It's just life imitating art
2: absolutely i couldn't agree with you more and it's it's in books it's in media it's it's all over really
1: let's hope we can skip the uh the dystopian part though i I would agree with that i I would absolutely i would like
2: to Um, not hunt (laughs) my peers i think i think it's really important to say that what uh, some of these books show us is uh what we what we don't want to become and i and that's an important thing too just to say this is not what we want to become it's it's the imagination of the writer who you know who put that out there um, so we don't want to we don't want to glamorize um, things that went on in some of these books but what we want to do is we want to say we can all learn a lesson from that this yeah. is not the direction and to I take think that's why dystopian
0: novels are so popular and one of my all-time favorites is The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood which became a tv show last year and you know, although it's very, it's bleak and dark because women have no value in the society unless they have viable ovaries, you know, that is all that they're good for. Um, the lead character, Alfred, even in these times, you know, she still shows a strength and a calmness and a patience. So even though it's a story where women are not valued, it shows that they can be strong regardless absolutely absolutely
2: and it makes you really it makes you also really think about you know does this happen in some capacity somewhere in this world Mm -hmm. and uh, sadly the answer to that may be yeah
0: yeah okay well we'll move on from sad stuff let's get to happy stuff (laughs) yeah that's usually where jacob comes in and just says something to annoy me do you have something jacob i do
1: have something to annoy you here we go so in new orleans uh this year in april a little event called Wrestlemania is going nope. you know, Michelle. Okay, and gonna, it's headlined we're gonna, we're gonna by, by Ronda Rousey is going to be the headliner in the main event so
0: it
2: is a woman but it, that's, yes, awa- yeah. that's awesome that's yes,
1: awesome she's made eventing it's going to be her and Kurt Angle versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon in the main event for Wrestlemania
2: and Jacob I have to ask do you have a favorite
1: do I have a favorite wrestler? Yeah. Oh,
2: female wrestler, of course.
1: Uh, I actually do. I am a fan of Asuka when it comes to the female wrestlers. It's just it's a, it's a dorky moment. <laughs> I've been watching her since she for like twelve years when she was in over in Japan. She came over to the U.S. and it's been awesome here too. So.
0: Mary Jean, you're not supposed to encourage him. Well, well you, that, you know, oh, I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> say Look, Jacob. T-
1: take some Jacob. notes here. This is how you feign interest in a subject, Michelle. You should do something for <laughs> this. The is this is
2: hard for me. <laughs> Uh, Jacob, I'm going to say that I forgive you, but, um, you know, I I guess I kind of get it. You know, my husband is, uh, he he just likes that stuff, too, and, you know, WWE and all that jazz. And and my girls, when they were growing up, um, I got to tell you, he had them watching it. Yep. (laughs) I mean, I watched it
0: when I was young. That's right. Like, my dad took me to see Hulk Hogan, so I get it.
1: You're coming around, Michelle. Just, I'm going to wear you down I by you. I got
2: older. Time. She's moved on. <laughs> I've moved on. What She's a, moved on. If you
1: want to talk about boxing, we can do that, too. You know, with the cook, Elvira, I'm, all right.
2: We'll save that for another episode for sure, Jacob. I, I think you should do a sports-minded <laughs> episode. Honestly, I mean, I, we just came off the Olympics, right? Look at all the great female athletes uh, that were in there. So maybe you can. Oh, there uh, is a
1: ton. We got our own Buffalo Buttes. Uh, absolutely. The champions of the uh, women's hockey, NWHL champions. Yep. Killing it this year as well. Oh, Absolutely. Right, right down there at Harbor Center. So a little cheap plug. <laughs> they got a playoff game coming up. so
0: Thank you, Jacob, always. Um, OK, so we want to recommend more things that people can come down to the library and grab. So Mary Jean, do you have a movie that you recommend that has a strong female character? And, you know, it doesn't have to be something specifically for Women's History Month, like the Suffragettes, but just uh, something that you turn to.
2: Sure. I always feel like, you know, people are going to go, like, oh my gosh, this woman likes to watch and read all these really dark things. Um, you <laughs> You're know, I'm company here I, with you us. Know, yeah, honestly, that's, ex- that's right up our
1: alley with us. Honestly, the I
2: mentioned Jodie Foster and one of my favorite movies. I mean, everybody knows her from Silence of the Lambs and, you know, a few other movies, but I really liked her in Panic Room, which uh, is a story about uh, a mother who really um, works to protect her child. And I think that, um, you know, there's a whole lot of other things going on in the movie, of course, but I think that's a really strong female role. I mm-hmm. think it shows the capability of women and, uh, sort of the mama bear, um, uh, the mama bear impression on, you know, you're not going to hurt me. You're not going to hurt my child. And, mm-hmm. uh, so I would recommend that. I also like Brie Larson in Room. I thought that that was, um, Again, not, not, a, not a happy movie by any no, sense of the word. not at all. But, uh, you know, very interesting. Again, a very strong uh, woman's role. And then just to make things light, uh, you know, one of my favorite movies, and I'll tell you, anytime I see it that it's coming on, I'm a geek. I watch it. It's just, it's Miss Congeniality <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> with Sandra Bullock, and and I gotta tell you, miscongeniality. The first movie. I don't even like the second one. I like the first one, and mm-hmm. I can I can probably I can close my eyes and I can absolutely. You know, picture Sandra Bullock tripping as she's walking <laughs> out of the out of the hangar, and it just makes me smile thinking. Yep, I get it.
0: I really relate to that movie too because just growing up as a tomboy, you know, and being like, I'm not gonna wear a gown like that. It's Absolutely. not my most comfortable state. Yeah, so that's a good one. Yeah,
2: and and honestly, you know, I grew up kind of a jeans and sneakers kind of girl, and and uh, so you know, just to have people, y- you come out and you you're glammed up for whatever the reason, and people are like. Who is that? I know, you, know, you actually, it's like thing, you look right? better. Yeah. Why, if
0: you're not dressed up all the time, when you do, you get more compliments. Absolutely. Are like, look at you, and you're like, yes, I, I do know how to
2: shower. I think you're on your <laughs> <hair> back. Like, <laughs> I have these skills, thank you.
1: Sandra Bullock, actually, uh, she's going to have a big uh, year this year. She's the headlining star for Oceans 8, which is the fourth in the Oceans movie. It's yeah. the entire female-driven uh, one.
2: It is, and it's got a lot of great, uh, lot of great actresses in that. And, uh, you know, again, kind of an interesting uh, interesting role for women but again t- talks about just you know how powerful yeah. and how collectively um, women can work together and uh, accomplish something not that I'm recommending they accomplish what they do <laughs> in ocean Eight, Ocean's yeah. Eight. but um, you know women women together are a very powerful force and
1: you mentioned Jodie Foster earlier too she's another example of like if how you can have career advance because she started out she's on the suntan lotion bottle she's the girl with her butt showing in that. Then she became a Is Dis- that true? That How is do true. you
2: know she's all this She's the model for that.
1: Facts. Yeah, that's her. That's a 100% true fact. You can wow. look that up. Wow. And then uh she went on to be a Disney star, you know, with The Parent Trap, the original one. Uh she became an adult star. She won an Oscar, Science of the Lambs, like, um, nominated for The Accused. Now she's a one of the top du- um wanted directors in Hollywood. She just had uh she was on Black Mirror this past season. She had a great episode Oh, a directing on that one.
2: episode. Yeah. yeah.
1: And um, she's like, you know, one of the most powerful um, actresses slash directors and producers in Hollywood.
2: Oh, that's fabulous. I had no, I did not know those, uh, those, I'm never going to play you in trivia.
1: Oh, don't. I'm warning you like they uh, they through the day when they should be walking. So around. what
2: can you tell me about there. Helen Murin? I think she's fascinating as well. She's got some great did roles. Did you happen to
0: watch the Oscars on Sunday?
2: I did and I Did you see her come out? It was <laughs> oh this with, with going out for with the, the jet, jet ski. The jet ski. I mean yeah. <laughs> the jet ski. She <laughs> was perfect. She was she was the perfect. I just she is somebody I just think is elegant and sharp and highly intelligent oh, yeah. and I I she's played some really great roles. Even in movies that aren't great. Even in movies. She's great. great. Yeah. She's same with, um, you know, Dame Judi Dench, you know, she's another one. I just, I find her, you know, um, Fascinating, Kathy Bates. I mean, you can do the list goes on and mm-hmm. on and on, right? With these great I- actresses, and they they are in all different genres of, of material. So
1: you just get like an older British actress into a movie, and I'm like, I'm gonna watch that because <laughs> I'm gonna, that's how they got me into *Downton Abbey* to watch the whole thing. Because oh, I was just man. like, I'm this so old lady is just being sassy all the time to everybody? And Maggie I'm, Smith, whatever. Maggie Smith, <laughs> right? <laughs> Maggie Smith, loving yes. every minute of it. Well, it's you true. gotta
2: love her and *Harry <laughs> Potter*, right? I mean, <laughs> Maggie Smith. So I mean, good. she's oh, just.
1: You guys aren't gonna like this. I've only seen Miss McGonagall. And I've Ms. seen McGonagall. three of the Harry Potter movies not sequential and read none of the books.
0: So, You've read none of the books,
1: nope, Jacob? Not a one of them. I haven't been able to get around. I'm to taking
0: them. my dad to Harry Potter World this April and I'm very excited. I love we it. We are old, and we're going to play with wands and drink butter beer. So Harry Potter is this
2: Harry Potter World in Florida? Yeah. I have to tell you, you got to drink the Butterbeer. I can't wait. It's to hysterical. Drink it. <laughs> yeah, and you got to go. There's an alley that you go in for the wands, and you get to go into this little back room, and a group goes in. There's a group of like 12 people. You go in at a time, and the a wand selects one of you. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. I can't no. wait. I'm just going to hemorrhage money and I can't wait to do it. Listening, Very looking forward to it.
1: Listening to you guys talk about Harry Potter, I now know how Michelle feels when I start talking about wrestling on the show. See? There I'm you welcome. have yes. it. Yes.
2: Right. The enthusiasm is infectious. Is
1: They're like a something with a big guy with a beard and Gary Oldman, aren't they? Got something.
0: Jacob, you're just embarrassing yourself <laughs> right now. I'm going to save you.
2: by just moving well, Gary, away. Gary Oldman was Winston Churchill, right? Was, yes, he was. He, he just was, won the Oscar. He for the just won the Oscar after, for that and and that's another you know, I think that's a that's a really great movie to see. I haven't seen that yet, but it's um, you know the times. I I love uh, to learn about World War II history. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly, my dad was a veteran of World War II, so I have just oh. a genuine interest in learning. You know yeah. more about um the war efforts not just the um th- from the american side but also from um you know the british and the french and everyone else so with,
1: with dunkirk also being up this year did you have a favorite like world war ii movie or did you uh, see any of the other ones like dunkirk or dark or Snow,
0: just or? in the past like have you seen any oh, of well, the others
2: uh, let me tell you when i was growing up because my dad was a world war ii veteran any movie that came out yeah. um <laughs> You oh, know, for sure. You know, George C. Scott as as uh, Patton was. Mm-hmm. You know, I can still picture him walking out in front of the flag and the bridge over the River Kwai. It, it's kind of a joke. M- my husband and I, you know, when when with kids were babies, we would be you know in the middle of the night putting the TV on because you're up with the baby, right? And we we would just laugh. We're like Bridge over the River quai There it is. <laughs> could pick it out at any point in the movie. That is a classy
1: uh, middle of the night movie. It, by really, the way,
2: yeah, I, I actually you.
0: walked on the bridge over the River quiet. Did
2: you really? Yeah. You see, now stuff like that is just, to me, it's fascinating. My dad was in the Battle of the Bulge, and on my bucket list is to go to the battlefields that he that he experienced and you know um, go to Belgium and Mm -hmm. really see Um, we actually have um, we have letters that he sent back to my mom um, during World War II and it really it's this self-history of what life was in the war and um, so I, I I tend to um I tend to watch, you know, such things. And, and I will tell you that I thought Dunkirk was really well done. Um, you know, I, I find myself, though, as I'm getting older, there are parts, like, you know, in Red Sparrow, I was closing my eyes. <laughs> too much. Too much. It too it much. Was, it was a little, yeah. too, little too violent on, on my end. But, sure. um, you know, it is what it is. And I think in Dunkirk, they made it be as realistic as, as possible. Mm-hmm. And that's important because I don't think, I think that there's many people today that don't, understand you know the the tolls of war if you don't experience it and I hope that no one has to experience it if you don't experience that you don't fully understand what people go through absolutely
0: oh okay since we're running out of time I feel like I could just talk to you all day it's very oh, my goodness. you know
2: I uh, again I think we need to get back to those happy things I well like how how about
0: from a book can you think of a famous favorite female character from a book oh. either something you've read recently or a long time ago or even favorite female author i won't be picky
2: so you know female authors uh, you know i've got a bunch of them and um you know i, I think um you know clan of the cave bear and i know we talked a little bit about so this good. It's Love so book. good right <laughs> and she um you know Jean Orl. Wrote other books as well, and mm-hmm. so I, I, you know, I would recommend those. I think Jody Pacote writes a really good book. She has some, you know, they're fiction, but yet there's, there's a lot of uh, medical fact. And as I mentioned earlier, I have, you know, a little bit of a medical background, so I, I kind of get into, you know, um, that type of thing. Um, I like to read things um, that are that are heartfelt, and um, you know, Laura Bush has a great book. Laura Bush, having been a librarian, um, which I just think is, you know, kind of a cool little. Uh, fact yeah. out there, um, you know her book. Um, you know, spoken from the heart is is a great book. Um, it's a very heartwarming book, and I think you know I'd recommend that. And and then you know there's other books um, about women that I think are really important. Um, I talked about code girls, and I I think that there's other books that are out there, uh, and that's what's great about you know working in a library. You can run across these things literally. You know, everybody looks at the New York Times bestseller list. We look at all these lists that are out there when mm-hmm. oh, Oprah her Book Club. Everybody read Oprah's Book Club, which is great. And we're really thrilled that people did that. But libraries are filled with, with books. And come in and browse and really just you never know what you're going to find. And, yeah. and that's one of the things that I love about being in the library because – I can go to the new bookshelf, yep, I can absolutely do that. Uh, And I have that advantage because I can, you know, come down out of my office and go to the shelves every day and look at things. But I also, you know, can walk around this, this great building here at the Central Library or any of our libraries and pick out something that I never would have thought to even have a consideration on reading. Uh, And you never know. You might find an author that Mm -hmm. you really like, and then suddenly you're starting to read um, all of the works by that particular author. Or you might find that one book, the only book, that the an author wrote Harper Lee is a great example. Um, you know, up until last year, it was it was thought that she only wrote one, one book, book yeah. and but yet you know, To Kill a the Mockingbird, impact. <laughs> the, the impact was phenomenal, right? So, so now, now people are out, um, you know, reading To Catch a Watchman, and um, you know, fascinating another fascinating book totally different and so the imp- you know the impression and, and sort of the state of mind you try to figure out the state of mind that the author was in so um, you know I, I would just encourage people to come into the library any one of our libraries and really, spend some time and just browse you know. Or ask a librarian. Ask a librarian. A lot of stuff comes past us. Absolutely and and even just describing what your interests are the librarians uh, and the staff can really just point you in a direction say you know what I saw that you checked this out you might like this book Mm -hmm. um, or you might like that book and so it's it's a great way to just expand your reading you know repertoire so to speak.
0: So let me ask you one question as we end here so you've mentioned your daughters a couple times, and do you feel that things are changing for them, that there are more positive role models in books and in film,
2: um, and it's a, a more positive outlook for them? So, uh, you know, I'm going to answer that genuinely yes. Uh, you know, I have two daughters. Uh, I raised them, I hope, to be very strong young ladies. Um, I think that they um, really have... Uh, taken uh, taken to heart um, the ability to they know that they can do anything uh, anywhere uh, and they find strength in books and in movies and you know sometimes it's um, how to to genuinely select an interest to my younger daughter um, is is a big fan of um, Disney and Pixar and and you know she said oh my gosh, I, I want to do that. I I, I want to be somebody who's out there drawing those things. So she's, you know, she's an animation and film major, traditionally a very male oriented. Yeah, that's cool. Know, <laughs> career. So, um, you know, our fingers are crossed that she can, you know, move forward in that career and My other daughter is, uh, you know, she's in marketing and, uh, you know, she's 23 years old, got out of college and immediately she was put in charge of 12 people. You know, it's just an amazing opportunity. And she says, Mom, if we didn't, you know, if we didn't have someone like you to to be watching do what you do, I'm not sure I could have done that. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's really important um, that girls and women really have that role model and that ability to say, and that role model can be in the house, it can be down the street, it can be on a screen, it can be in a book. I feel like I just saw a Dr. Seuss, <laughs> you know, song there. Um, but but the truth in all of that is is really they just need to find someone uh, and then have the belief in themselves. And they can, you know, women can do anything they put their minds to.
0: And I can tell you on a serious note, it does mean a lot to work in a place where the person in charge, you know, the head honcho, is a woman. And that's a really big deal because I never really saw that. uh, And most of my friends don't have that. And I think of moving up in a way that I don't know I would if I had just been working under only men all this time.
2: Sure. So well, thanks, I think, Jean. well, you're very welcome. And I think what's, what's really, you know, equally important is that in libraries there, there really is, you know, there's a fairness librarians are traditionally, uh, a, f- a female, uh, role mm-hmm. as a female, uh, career. But what I love is seeing this wonderful diversity that is coming out of library schools today. Um, we have more men, uh, in the librarian roles and in the non-librarian roles <laughs> than we ever had. I mean, you know, Men in libraries used to be just, just in maintenance, and, and we don't see that anymore, and, and that's, that's important, yes, but we also have women in maintenance and women in security and, and men in, in clerical roles, and that's really important because I think we're also sending a very positive message that says you can do anything.
0: Yeah, that was great. You guys, we did it. Yay. We did we're it. We're at the end again. I'm a little nervous because this yep. is where things okay, work south. We're, we're going to save it. Don't but worry. My
1: battery pack is still good. <laughs> we well, have plenty of time.
0: Mary Jean, thank you so much for being on the episode and your suggestions. And this was really great. Maybe we can
2: have you back in the future. I would love the opportunity to come back, and we're going to talk a little bit about some lighter things that we've been reading
1: I don't know, I don't know. that doesn't that doesn't fit our tone on the show
0: so before we end, I do want to ask a question um it's pretty important. I do like to end each episode with a really thoughtful oh. question.
2: She's scaring me jacob she's
0: what scared. do Turkish librarians eat
2: for lunch uh what? What do Turkish librarians eat for lunch? I don't know, but I bet it's really good. Shish kebabs. Oh my God. <laughs> but um, um, But those are really good, right, Jake? Yeah, so here you go. Uh, I don't, don't, en- don't encourage it. All right. Well, thank you so much. And hey, I want to ask. Can I ask you a question? Please. When was the last time you shish kebab? Other than Jake?
1: Like, yeah, well, yeah, I'm about to say like last week, like, like <laughs> an hour ago.
0: I don't know.
2: I'm telling you, librarians, don't shush your It's anymore.
0: true. It's gone by the wayside.
2: Yeah, think. but it's a great joke anyways, I got to <laughs> tell you.
0: Well, thank you so much for being here, Mary Jean. Thanks, everyone. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.